0: welcome back we're talking about uh the netflix series the queen's gambit today right
1: oh that's right um, and the official tie-in board game i uh i think i played the wrong game guys the queen's gambit (laughs) the board game
0: based on the netflix series of the same (laughs) type i haven't seen the show so i have no idea been a little while our guest's schedule here is so full he's got just so many celebrity appearances that <laughs> we we had to wait a while to to book him but that's right but, uh, today is a, a special podcast we have with us Star Wars fan and board game aficionado Ryan hello thank you for joining us ryan
1: thank you
2: that's right and i didn't want to surprise you all but i also brought in a guest i'd like to to welcome famed music producer taj mahal oh oh Oh, never mind he canceled on us oh he backed out at the last second yet again
0: (laughs) uh that's an inside joke ryan (laughs) (laughs) Um, cody's just trying to confuse just do a call back (laughs) yeah
1: wow see if I join your podcast again. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the Star Wars board game, the Queen's Gambit. Yes. I don't know how well known it is because it's shockingly rare, but uh we were lucky enough to be able to play
2: it for real. Yes. Thanks to Ryan here. We did not have to use the uh, tabletop simulator version, which, which is out there. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sure. We got to play it in the flesh with the original plastic, the beautiful artwork, and the breathtaking models. So, Ryan, why don't you, why don't you tell us uh, how you managed to find this this Jewel of a game. Yeah.
1: Sure. So um I enjoy going to thrift stores looking for board games. And a lot of times I find nothing. <laughs> uh, um but this particular day I saw a yellow Star Wars box in the collectible section, which is usually just overpriced junk. Um <laughs> so I kind of made a mental note and went back and looked at the normal board game section. And as I was getting ready to head out, I remembered, oh, yeah, I got to go take a look um, and see what that box was. And so when I got close enough, I could read that it's uh, underneath the big Star Wars. It said the Queen's Gambit. And I've been getting board games from thrift stores for, I don't know, 10 plus years. So I'm familiar with a lot of um, like the really rare games that, Mm -hmm. you know, if you find one of these, you should go and buy a lottery ticket sort of thing. (laughs) Um, And so I recognized that name. And so I picked it up and gently shook the box and it felt pretty full so i opened it up and it was stuffed full of pieces but i very tentatively checked the price tag because like i said it was in the collectible section right so i was uh expecting the worst but they only had it marked for 25 (laughs) dollars then i had a coupon so (laughs) i got it for 20
2: (laughs) with a coupon uh so just just to satiate our audience's uh desire to know how much is it normally going for these days? Oof.
1: Uh anywhere from like three to five hundred dollars.
2: And you actually let us
0: play with it? <laughs> yeah, we could have broken all your toys, right But now. I
1: mean it was only a twenty dollar investment on my part, so I
0: think we would have paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I I am curious, have you sold it? I have not okay okay
1: i've got it listed for sale but um so far no no buyers
0: again i don't know if it's a huge market
2: but uh it's still cool that it has that value Mm -hmm. uh uh, is is there like an actual like a wikipedia article on this thing or, or is board game geek pretty much the only source of information that is all i really found yeah i think that's that's the only mm-hmm. one somebody
0: did some youtube video reviews
1: yeah like i know there's a tom passel review oh, okay
2: ryan's name dropping
1: so he's maybe. a big name
2: oh yes he's he's okay. a big name i can confirm Right up there with the shut up and sit down <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, it's kind of tough looking at it. Uh, we only played one game, so it's really hard to say for certain if uh, it was balanced. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Hard to know if it's a good game. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Whether or not we just kind of mopped the floor uh, because of our superior tactical abilities or the, just the way it happened to go is a little a little rough.
0: Yeah, uh, It was fun
2: and interesting the way
0: that they managed to cram all these battles into one board game. I think it did it very faithfully mm-hmm. to the movie. It felt like you were reenacting
1: the movie. Yeah, it's not a real heavy strategy game. Um you know, yes you are choosing where to focus on, but even so it seems like some of it, you know, a lot of it still plays out as the movie plays out.
2: Yeah. It was definitely one of those games was like, oh that was pretty fun to play it and try it out. Um do I need to play it again? no (laughs) not really
0: it was a good experience especially because uh i know it's uh a rare game to come by so Mm -hmm. uh, that was a lucky find
1: and now you don't need to feel like you have to spend four (laughs) hundred dollars did
0: i feel like i needed to do that not really
1: yeah
0: well how about a little just summary of just the board layout, which is kind of
2: insane. Yeah, that's probably the most <laughs> unique thing. Yeah.
1: So uh, the, the setting is um, you know, Star Wars Episode One. so it's all taking place at the end of the movie when you've got all the fighting going on. Right. Um. Uh, so no pod racing. So- that's
0: <laughs> the expansion. That's <laughs> uh, if you needed more going on.
1: Yes. Um, so you've actually... You've actually got four different battles going on at the same time. So you've got one board on the one side, which is the droid army uh, versus the Gungans. Right. The middle of the board is the Nebu Palace battle, and that one's actually a 3D section. So you've got three different levels of the palace. Um, so you're moving your characters up and down. The levels—that's
0: the most impressive part mm, of yeah. this game. It's just—it's insane. Like this three-story building as your game board.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then on the other side of that is uh, another flat board, which has two more battles. You've got um, the uh, lightsaber battle between Qui-Gon Jinn, uh, Obi-Wan, and Darth Maul. And then the other part of that board is. Anakin flying the spaceship up to the Trade Federation main control ship.
0: That one seemed to have the least
1: action happening on
0: it.
2: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yes. (laughs) And the uh, lightsaber duel does spill over into the main palace fight. Right.
1: You're not allowed to leave until the other team is dead.
2: Got it. (laughs) And
0: technically, also can't you move droids from the ground battle into the palace? Yep. Yep. So they have some connecting points. Yes, they do. So when we played it, we had two teams of two. Yep. And it's definitely playable uh, just as a two-player game, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. But there'd be a lot more to think about. It was nice <laughs> to have it split up between two people. Yeah. But I, I'm trying to remember what each person's responsibility was
2: right i know gosh i was responsible for the uh the droid army on the field as well as the uh space battle with anakin oh that's right
1: so then i was on cody's team so then i was in charge of the lightsaber battle and the battle in the palace yes
0: and we i don't know if we need to like fully summarize the rules But just to get an idea of how each uh, section is played
1: would be good. Yeah. So it's cards and dice. So each team selects a certain number of cards to play each round. uh, And then you go around and resolve them. And they let you activate units on the different battlefields. So you kind of have to choose, uh, what am I going to prioritize this round? Do I want to make sure I get to attack a couple times? uh with Darth Maul or is it more important that I you know try to weaken up the Gungans over on the field so you kind of have to decide that and then when you actually activate the units different units have a different amount of spaces they can move different uh distance they can attack and then based on the unit you roll a certain number of of different colored dice to see if you get any hits um and try to remove your opponent's pieces from the from the board
0: well let's just focus a little bit on the ground battle. We'll cover each section just to know that we said everything that needs to be said. But uh half the board is technically like in the gungan shield, right? Yep. And so the droids are starting outside the shield and they can't shoot into it.
1: Right. You they can move through it. Right. Uh but you can't target something inside the shield if you're outside and vice versa.
0: But then if the droids kill the creatures, whatever they're called. The,
1: flamb- the flambas Fambas. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Fambas, I think. And I think I think they only had to kill one, right? Yep.
1: There are two of them there, but if you got one Which
0: is exactly how the movie played out. Right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pretty clever as well. Um but then uh as far as the consequences of killing units is just bonus cards that you can play on your next round, right?
1: Yep. Yeah, you mentioned that it's it's pretty faithful to the movie. And I think because of that, like the different battlefields are not always equal. <laughs> uh yeah. You know, like you look at in the field with the gungans versus the droid army and right. the gungans are going to get destroyed. They
2: generally die. Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> Well, when the droids have the ability to spawn more droids and the gungans do not have that ability, it's uh it's only a matter of time, yes.
1: Yes. Or like when the uh the droids get to bring in their big tanks.
2: Yes.
0: I remember there was a Star Wars board game that was just that gungan fight oh. and that had actual uh catapults that you would launch at. Really? The- yeah. Okay, what's that Ooh. called? <laughs> Much less uh, serious. Than oh, okay. This
2: one. <laughs> Battle for Naboo 3D action game. Oh, nice. Yeah, i not. It's uh, it's only thirty five dollars on Amazon. Some. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think that one's as <laughs> collectible. No. Uh, let's maybe look
0: at the Jedi fight next, because then we'll explain how that leads to the
1: palace fight
0: Mm -hmm. later
1: so if you're the trade federation side you've got just darth maul uh who has more health but combined qui-gon and obi-wan have more overall health so i feel like that battle is a little more slanted towards uh the good guys yeah Mm -hmm. i've played the game three or four times now i think and every time it ends up uh true to the movie okay (laughs) so darth maul kills Qui-Gon, and in turn gets killed by Obi-Wan.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, that's what happened in our game. (laughs) (laughs) Although it was very close, I think Obi-Wan was on a couple health. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think part of it is the initial setup.
0: The positioning of the pieces.
1: Yep, so the only person that Darth Maul can hit is Qui-Gon, and until Mm -hmm. Qui-Gon moves out of the way like to the other side, Obi-Wan can't reach him at all. So it makes the most sense that Darth Maul would start attacking Qui-Gon. And then once you start in, you might as well try to finish that one off.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that board is strange. Yeah. There's <laughs> so few spaces, and it actually doesn't really even make that much sense to move around very much. Just swing away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it it felt a lot like you're just rolling for damage <laughs> as much as you can hope for. And
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so many dead ends, so you know, it's so easy to box. The, your opponent in there's no point running plus the jedi have like crazy move speed right they so a ton of... they can pretty much move from one end of their board to the other end with one turn so
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> there's no like running away and hiding no yeah yep again as far as the way that you activate your different units is fully up to you so in a round you might not activate jedi at all if you choose not to um so the the fights that you generally are winning are the ones that you're focusing on
1: yeah
0: so so it's it's more of the thinking of which fight do you prioritize you know for your general strategy yeah
2: i feel like definitely for ours uh the good guys definitely were prioritizing the gungans but once the gungans actually failed (laughs) And we're pretty much gone they're like all right there's anakin probably do <laughs>
0: yeah no we definitely left anakin <laughs> till way too late but i i feel like part of it was just i had no idea how long it was going to take to finish that section so mm-hmm.
1: yeah i mean it's just one of those things that you don't know until you play it so
0: but yeah then uh, anakin's board is totally different is <laughs> than different. everything else yeah. yeah it's a lot of Dice rolling—it's a luck-based thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm always a little bit uh, iffy on luck-based mechanics does like dice. <laughs> as soon as there's dice in game, fails just <laughs> not. Trips. As soon as the dice, just it's it's uh overwhelmingly based on luck.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a little bit of like playing the percentages, but otherwise yeah. luck. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, go ahead and explain that one, Ryan. I can't even remember how that <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah,
1: so you know, in the movie, Anakin doesn't like shoot down the ships. He just flies and doesn't run into stuff, basically. Um, and that's what you're do what you're doing. So you have to move Anakin. I want to say it's like five or six spaces along this path, and in between each space, there's um droid starfighters.
0: There's no actual uh, droid. Ship pieces.
1: yeah they're just part of the artwork there. There's like a little um grid. They're numbered, you know, two, three, four, five, all the way up to twelve. Right. And certain spaces will have starfighters just printed on them. And then when Anakin tries to move, he rolls his dice. And if he rolls a number that doesn't have a ship, he moves to the next spot. Yep. But the Trade Federation players can put down more starfighter cards. So you might have to get through like three dice rolls of successfully passing through the cards and then the space before you can actually move to the next space.
0: Right. It's kind of like adding more spaces.
1: Yeah, basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But right. So it's a grid numbered two through 12 and you roll two dice and hope you get one that doesn't have an enemy ship on it. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a that that's a weird one to me. Uh, not quite sure if I enjoyed that part of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do the uh, let's do the palace fight.
2: The palace fight, aka the three layered jumbo mess. Yeah, yeah.
0: But that also ha- has a hex board and uh, pieces that you move around. You've got the the palace guard infantry units, and then a couple hero units. Uh, there's Captain Panaka and then Queen Amidala and then a decoy.
1: The Trade Federation players don't know which one's the real queen and which one's the decoy.
0: The team playing the good side gets to choose which queen is the real queen. Yeah, I don't know if we even mentioned the win conditions. (laughs) There's just this one, right? This is the win
1: condition. It depends on which team you are. Oh. If you're the Naboo player, you win... By removing all the droids from the game, which realistically the only way to do that is by winning Anakin's board. Right. And you need to have a majority of pieces in the palace throne room. Right.
0: Was it just, what is it, more, more than two pieces than the <laughs> Yeah.
1: Unless the Trade Federation has extra units that they moved in. Is it just the droids in the field that get destroyed
2: with Anakin, or how does that work?
1: No, it's all the droids.
2: So that makes it very easy
0: <laughs> to to win that, right?
1: It's basically game over at that point. Because you would have no fighting units. Uh, Darth Maul does not count as a droid, though. So ah. theoretically, if he was still alive, he could get up in there, too, and make it more difficult. Very.
0: Okay. <laughs> so that is a huge wild card in the game, is who wins the Jedi fight. Yes. Because when the Jedi win, they can go into the palace, and they can help with killing droids, which they are very, they're <laughs> the best units <laughs> by far yes. compared to all the other ones that the, uh, the good guys get. But if Darth Maul won that Jedi battle, he would just destroy all <laughs> of the guards. It wouldn't be fair. <laughs> It would not be fair at all, yeah. Uh, that did not happen in our game. What happened in our game was we we totally ignored Anakin's board. And so it was just a grind to try to get up that tower into the palace. And we died. <laughs> our whole team died. He just killed us with droids.
1: Yeah, because if the Trade Federation kills all but two of the Naboo pieces in the palace, so that includes the Jedi, then there's no way they can get a majority in the throne room. So the Trade Federation wins. Right.
0: One thing I do want to touch on is how that board even functions. There's a lot of ways to move around on it, and the goal is to be on the top floor. Do you want to explain, Ryan, how you move on that board?
1: Um, Yeah, so there's the three levels, and on the one end of the first level, there's two stairs.
0: It's It's a hex space that says stairs
1: on it. Yes. So you can go from that spot, from one of those spots, up to the second board directly above it. Right. Um and then it's got the same thing then on the second level on the opposite side there's stairs that take you up to the third floor. Now there is a special movement for the palace guards and the queen where if they are on hexes that are next to the windows, you can play a window ledge movement cards. And that allows you to move up to the windows on the floor above you. So you get to bypass the stairs and move a lot faster. But I mean, the you know, the trade federation can limit that by stationing their units on the hexes next to the windows on the upper floors, because you cannot share space with another unit. Uh, just block
2: movement. Now, I'm pretty sure that. Well, your team never grappled up. Yeah, I did not understand that
0: <laughs> mechanic. <laughs> so we—I don't think we did it once. No, <laughs> probably would have helped. Yeah. Well, how about we get Ryan's expert opinion on the game? Yes, <laughs> from a a board game uh, knowledge background and and creator background. Sure
1: so uh components are great you know for this sort of game yeah um having the 3d board and having man i don't even know how many miniatures there are in this game right i I mean there's 65 battle droids alone so there's so many plastic pieces in here which is a lot of fun um it's not a real heavy strategy game um i mean it's fun for what it is i mean you're having to decide you know what what cards to play what battles to focus on um and then there's a little bit of like positioning units especially in the um palace but otherwise it's a lot of yeah just dice rolling and resolving what you roll Mm -hmm. i'd say it's maybe a little long for what it is as well sure how long did it take us two and a half hours maybe three
0: for a first time playing but yeah good, good amount of time
1: you know but for a game where it's not super strategic that's right seems fairly long well and the other complaint would be um as cool as it is having the 3d building you have to be very careful because if you bump the table uh, a bunch of your guys will tip over right and, it's a little wobbly you have, to, you have to try to remember where they all belong so <laughs>
2: So uh, here's a question for you, Ryan. Of all the Star Wars board games, table games, or whatever that you've played, which one is your favorite? Give us a give us a favorite or favorites. Okay,
1: well I'm glad you gave me the option of two because sure. Um, I'd say it's a toss up between Star Wars Armada, which is a you know miniatures space combat, so you're actually like moving your models of your ships and your little squads uh, fighter squadrons around um, the table um and the other one would be um Star Wars Rebellion which is more and it's got combat, it's got missions, it's got uh you know a big board of the galaxy so you're you're moving around and if you're the imperials you're trying to like locate the secret rebel base and destroy it and um so it's a, a much more epic game i guess nice here's a question though
0: does putting the name Star Wars on it just immediately make it a better game I think that's an obvious answer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I was thinking is just at the time that episode 1 came out, I imagine they were just making so many different board games just to sell stuff. Yeah. That uh, they, they they didn't care if it was all quality, but there I mean obviously some of them proved that they had some longevity to them.
1: You know, I will say, you know, with a lot of like the more mass market sort of games, you know, you don't really know the the names of the people who designed them. Yeah. You know, in a lot of cases it doesn't even tell you. No. Whereas, well, I think they had two people design this. Uh, but one of them, the, the Craig Van Ness, uh, he's the same guy that made HeroScape.
2: Wow. Oh,
1: he's right. made um a number of different uh risk games. So different variants. And he also made uh, Star Wars Epic Duels.
0: Oh. Okay, well, th- there's a lot of similarities in the design of this to Epic Duels. For one, the card backs are almost identical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is just funny to me. And, I mean, it was made at the same time, so that makes a lot of sense.
1: One thing that's kind of interesting is, uh, I believe it's Hasbro now that has the rights to these um they put out a new version oh well so it's not called the queen's gambit anymore it's a star wars risk game oh. um but it doesn't play like risk at all and it's i want to say it's set during like you know the original trilogy movies yeah because there's there's star destroyers and i'm pretty sure the lightning falcon but that one does not have the 3d board um and has pretty sure it has less um pieces as well.
0: Is it this one where the board is shaped like a tie fighter? I think so, yes.
1: I haven't played that one, so I don't know for sure, but from my understanding it's very similar. It's the, you know, they took that idea of Queen's Gambit
0: borrows the
1: mechanics and then ported it over to the to a different um time frame. Okay.
0: What's it called? Star Wars Risk.
1: And there there are a number of Star Wars Risks, um but this one looks very
0: distinct. It looks less like Risk (laughs) than most of the Risk uh, adaptations. Yes. We also wanted to highlight some of the gameplay examples in the rulebook that the developers clearly had a lot of fun writing.
1: So the last couple pages are all an example turn, uh, but it's got stuff in here like Before rolling her attack dice, Julie taunts Dan with some trash talk. And now, feeble Jedi, you will see the power of a fully trained Sith Lord. And a little bit later on, um, Dan takes a shot and takes out a battle droid and says, Hooray for the good guys, Dan yells as he removes the battle droid. Another one is, Julie does some damage and says, How do you like me now, Julie snickers? Dan looks at her calmly and says, Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. And finally... Julie says in her emperor voice, everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. Dan replies, you got a lucky roll. Julie says, still in her emperor voice, luck had nothing to do with it. You have just witnessed the power of the dark side.
0: Well, very good. Yeah. It's an experience I will never forget. So uh, there, <laughs> thank you for the opportunity to play the Queen's Gambit.
1: Oh, yes
2: well thanks for joining us ryan uh hopefully we can uh, get some more board games uh reviews in and you can join us for those you're
1: welcome thanks for having Um, me
2: or if you just have a sudden urge to watch a random star wars show and (laughs) tell us what you think of it you can do that
0: too (laughs) if you have strong (laughs) opinions on (laughs) any uh
2: uh,
0: season six of the clone wars is coming up next yep and see everybody next time Bye. bye bye bye